The Life and Stories of Callum Knightworthy, Archival Assistant at the Magnus Institute, London. Begin recording. Statement of Penelope Ragno regarding her mother. Original statement given, 18th of October 2009. Statement begins. Oh, right. Um, Calm Nightworthy Archival Assistant at the Magnus Institute recording and begin. I think my mum, um, orchestrated my entire life. I should probably start from some sort of beginning, I suppose. So why don't I start from when I was a baby, or at least a small child? My mother always talked about how I came into this world how everything was perfectly calculated, how she was so prepared to be a mother. Whenever I'd heard the story as a little girl, I always felt so loved. I mean, your mother planning out every single intricacy of you coming into this world, it, it emboldens the idea of you being wanted, of you being loved. She always talked about how she found the perfect man to make the perfect child. And I always figured it was in an endearing way, you know? The perfect man. A good dad, a good husband. I'm now realizing perfect had a different meaning. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I was the perfect baby, according to her. I never cried, I never fussed, I did everything she wanted me to, and I always told her in some way what I needed. She said she loved being a mother for this reason. It never struck me as odd that a baby whose only method of communication is crying never cried. I just thought I was a good baby, you know? That's what most mothers mean when they mean that their baby was a good baby. From Jump Street, my childhood was perfect. She raised me in a gentle way, never provoking, always providing natural consequences. Always fostering me, growing me, raising me up, providing affection, providing love, everything that I needed. And then when it became time for my education, she did the same. Got me into a good school with a good teacher, with good peers. Nothing, and I mean nothing, was ever out of sorts. My first teacher was named Mr. Bartley. He was a kind man. He was in his late forties, and he had a clear passion for teaching children. I was in the gifted program immediately. I always just knew things. I was never needed to be taught anything, which sounds pretentious, but it's true. I never needed to learn anything. The knowledge just sort of came to me. And if it didn't come to me, my mother gave it to me. She would read books and, and just provide me with information, but it wasn't like slowly learning anything. It was almost as though she implanted it into my head. 
I breathed through school, social interaction. And one day my mother sat down with me. She said, darling, it's time to learn how to weave the life into the one that you want. It seemed like a normal conversation anyone would have with the children. I always talked with my friends and their parents always gave them these talks. I always felt left out because my mother never needed to do that with me. We always just sort of understood each other. So I felt excited. I was experiencing something that everyone else had. She was talking about how I had to guide my path. How I had to take the string that I was given and stitch out every stepping stone. She taught me so many things and I'll be honest, I can't even remember the things that I know because I just know them. It's not something I can recall like it was a milestone, it's just there in my head. When I hit secondary school, the same story. I passed my classes. I got good grades, made friends. But one day the string that I had so carefully strung up snapped. It was GCSEs. I made sure to study everything I could. But I seemed to miss the fact that I'd forgotten to get my flu shot. I became sick. My mother scolded me for letting this happen. How could I have let this happen? How could I have forgotten to stitch up that loose end? And thus, it began, one thing after another, unraveling and splaying out, fraying at the edges. A life so perfectly orchestrated, coming apart like cheap cotton wool. I didn't get into uni. You have to have certain marks on your GCSEs to pass. And I didn't get those marks. I had to repeat that year. I tried to get a boyfriend. I tried. But every time I tried, I always came off pretentious because I never needed to know anything when I was I didn't learn things. I didn't have experiences that other people had had. I was boring. I didn't need to learn to swim. I just knew how. I didn't need to try the talent. I was just good at everything. I never got sick. I never needed stitches. I never fell off my bike. I already knew how to ride. never argued with my parents because I always did what they asked. And I slowly realized 
that it was all my mother the whole time. A perfect man wasn't because of who he was as a person, no, she had carefully selected him to be my father, for the genes, for the physical attributes. She didn't want the perfect baby, she just didn't want to work. The perfect pregnancy was just making sure nothing went wrong. And I know this sounds insane. How could your mother be so omnipotent that she orchestrates all of this? But I swear I'm not crazy. You have to understand me here. No one's life is that perfect. And the friends I had. They all seemed insanely interested in, in my self-centered activities. We never talked about them. They never told me about themselves. I just knew things and adjusted accordingly. I never needed to work at anything and now I have to. The web is gone. It can't be woven anymore. What scares me is how my mother wove it in the first place. It's going to sound insane, but my mother always had an obsession with spiders. Always. When I was young, my nursery was themed around scientific depictions of arachnids. My father thought it was creepy, but he soon no longer had that opinion. He soon no longer cared. My mother was always dressed in black lace. She always had some sort of attribute about her that included black lace. She was never dressed like a conventional mother with a t-shirt and jeans, no. She, she prided herself on being regal, on being elegant. She was the black widow of the PTA, which should be funny, should be, should be funny, but it's not, especially not when my father died of cancer. He died of- he, he, I never thought to mention it, you know? I just thought it was a fact of life, but in the life of my mother, something going wrong like that? It, it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened. Which only makes me think it happened on purpose. Black widows kill their mates. Black widows are all female. The ones with the hourglass? All of them, female. She killed my father. And something tells me she's going to kill me. I don't know what to do.
I don't know what you can do. But please stop her. She's powerful. I know you can't do anything. But I figured telling my story would at least help a little. Oh, right. Um, I mentioned to your desk hand a book from my childhood. My mother always said it was taken by a museum. Would you guys happen to know anything about a guest for Mr. Spider? I know it's a long shot. But I want a little bit of control back. So if you find my book, please give it back. Thank you for letting me write you my statement. Goodbye. A woman by the name of Penelope Aragno does not exist in any records found anywhere, according to Martin. The thing that does trouble me is the connection to spiders. Namely, the mention of the book, A Guest for Mr. Spider. The thing that is troubling me here is that Mr. Sims requested this book of me, and I could not find it in our archival storage, nor has it been mass-produced anywhere, so I don't know how a book from my boss's childhood could also be a book from the childhood of someone of the same age. I'm going to pass this along to another archivist, because it is out of my wheelhouse, and quite frankly, unbelievable. End recording. Kelmer with the Recording is a fan-made podcast based on the Magnus Archives by Rusty Quill. All opinions, ideas, and stories shared are that of my own and should not reflect the opinions of Rusty Quill LTD or their associates. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons share-alike non-commercial license. We're running low on statement ideas, so pop over to Gmail or wherever you email from and send us a statement. Calumnightworthy at gmail.com. We're always welcoming new scares. Thank you for listening and face your fears. Goodbye.